We're finishing up a sermon series today in which we entitled Summer Wise and Summer Not, all on the book of Proverbs. We had a lot of fun videoing the promo in Nick's backyard. And no, we never did get to go swimming. But that was not because Nick didn't offer his pool. Working from home during this pandemic has created some new challenges in finding routine. I have often made the comment that I find I am working harder from home than I ever have before. We have found we spend much more time learning, preparing, and creating. In fact, before March of 2020, video was something I did rarely, and I was very uncomfortable doing video. Now I do a video most every week. I have to admit, I still am not really all that great. It's not my greatest gift, but at least I have become more comfortable, little by little. But if we are honest with ourselves, don't we all have areas in our lives in which we have a gap between where we are and where we want to be? For instance, there's a gap in my current weight and where I'd like my weight to be, or there's a gap between where my career is and where I would like for it to be eventually. There's a gap between where my relationship is with my friend and where I would like for it to be. There's a gap between my bills and my bank account balance. And sometimes we know exactly how to fill these gaps, and sometimes we really don't know the wisest path to take. As a pastor, one of the most common gaps I hear people talk about is money. Speaking from personal experience, I have had moments for sure where I have used my money wisely and moments in which I have been pretty foolish. You know those moments when you couldn't sleep and you woke up and you saw that infomercial on NordaTrack? Yep, been there. Oftentimes those impulses or those impulse purchases are not the best decision. Here is something that might help. Why don't you take out a piece of paper and write down two or three goals you have for your finances within the next year. Now I would guess that most of your minds went to at least one big goal. Your minds just kind of do that. Our minds just want to think of that big goal. But you might not know how to get to these goals. You might not know how to fill the gap from where you are now and where you want to be. With money, there is not only much to earn, but there is much to learn, and the wisdom of Proverbs has a lot to say about wealth. In fact, the entire Bible has much to say about money. Howard Dayton, the founder of Crown Ministries, has counted over 2,350 verses in the Bible on how to handle money and possessions. But if we were to lean into the wisdom of King Solomon in Proverbs chapter 13, 11, he says that our wealth must come from hard work over a period of time. It says this, wealth hastily gotten will dwindle, but those who gather little by little will increase it. God isn't into get rich quick schemes and certainly does not honor that which does not honor God. When we honor God with our work and with our finances, putting our lives in order, then little by little our lives are rich in blessings. And those blessings are not just financial, 
when we put God first in our lives and work in the wisdom of His love, we learn there is much to life and there's much more to life than a big bank account. As you reflect upon your financial goals over the next year, what blessings can you see in the midst of them? We can achieve those big goals, but to achieve something big, we have to have the discipline to do something small consistently. Now, Proverbs also gives us this little bit of wisdom in chapter 23. It says this, don't wear yourself out trying to get rich. Be smart enough to stop. When your eyes fly to wealth, it is gone. It grows wings like an eagle and flies heavenward. I heard a pastor say this once, money talks, and his said goodbye. Sometimes life just gets upside down and we have to get ourselves back on track. Anyone listening here today been there? This usually happens gradually as well. For instance, when it comes to weight gain, you add a couple of pounds and then another couple of pounds and then all of a sudden you are in another size of clothing. Been there, bought the bigger t-shirt several times. This can happen with money easily too. You begin to add on more monthly payments. You think of that app you want. It's only $11.99 a month, no biggie. And then you see another one. Well, that's just $5.99 or $3.99. And you do that often enough, and then that's a big sum. You're spending more or you're spending more online. And all of a sudden you realize that you're spending more than you're bringing in. Or the money you were saving, you just dipped into it once and then again, and then maybe another time and then poof, as the proverb says, that money flew away. You might be saying, well, pastor, the market did that for me. And we know the market has its ups and downs, and those are things we might not be able to control, but we can control how we relate to those decisions. We must remember that money should never define our personal worth. To get on track, it all begins with that first step. The first time you start to trim your spending or begin paying your debt down, you want to save. It begins with opening the savings account or putting that money back for the first time. Think about anyone who is famously good at something. Did Michael Phelps jump into the pool and for the first time and immediately know how to do the butterfly stroke? Did Chuck Berry know immediately how to play the guitar? Did Stan the Man know immediately how to hit a home run the first time he put the bat in his hands? No. What gives us the ability eventually to do something big is the discipline to do something small consistently. One of our past associates, Pastor Adam Caldwell, serves now as a financial development leader for Thrivent and gives this advice to his clients, the five financial habits to live by. He says this, spend less, be wise with debt, protect yourself against setbacks, have a short and long-term plan, and give of yourself. It's a good plan to live by and helps narrow the gap from where we are and where we want to be, and it fits with the wisdom of God. Little by little, God is growing us for good. 
I can remember when Joe and I were just starting out, raising two young daughters. We had house payment, a car payment, and all the other things that went along with raising children. We had gotten upside down financially, and we knew we were not honoring God. So we began to pay down our debt, but at the same time we began to pay down the debt, we began to intentionally honor God in giving to the church. Now we didn't start off tithing 10%, we started to give 3%. The next year we gave 4%, the next year we gave 5%, and little by little we increased our giving to God as we paid down our debt. Did we have to make sacrifices? Yes, of course we did. Did we grow closer to one another in our relationship? Absolutely. Did we grow closer in our relationship with God? Yes, absolutely. Did we find joy once again in giving? Yes, great joy. Did we eventually tithe? Yes, and still we're tithing, and now we tithe and even give more. The overall message of the wisdom literature is that money is not bad. Money is good. But with money comes the responsibility of using the money for the good of God's creation. Our resources are to be shared, and we are to be generous with what we have been given. As the Word of God says, to whom much has been given, much will be required. The Apostle Paul teaches this to his younger colleague, Timothy. I have asked Abby Crawford to read us this important lesson from 1 Timothy chapter 6. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verses 18 through 19. Tell them to do good, to be rich in the good things they do, to be generous and to share with others. When they do these things, they will save a treasure for themselves that is a good foundation for the future. That way, they can take hold of what is truly life. Little by little, God is growing us for good. When we are responsible with what God has given us, we are then called to be rich in good things before us, to be generous and to share with others. Paul tells Timothy this is a good foundation for the future, to invest in the things in this life that matter. We can do the most good when we join together little by little for the kingdom of God. When the pandemic hit St. Louis, we knew that there would be many needs in our community. So we made an intentional decision to help in one area so we could make a greater impact. We had one goal, to put food on tables during this difficult time so that families would not go hungry. Little by little, we had been working toward that goal. Did you know that Salem has given almost $50,000 in food so far this year? LifeWise, Haven Street, Epworth, and the Holy Smokers have continued to put food on tables through donations from Salem. Most of the donations for hunger have come in just like this, little by little. But little by little, Salem has made a huge impact. What gives us the ability eventually to do something big is the discipline to do something small consistently. It begins with the first step. Are you ready? Look at that piece of paper and pick one of those goals. Cross the others off for now. 
and then write down what the first step is going to be. Now here's the biggie. Put the paper down and the pencil down and take the first step. God is right there stepping with you. Honor God with everything and God will take your little by little and turn it into a great reward. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit.